Okay, party people in the house, you're about to witness something you've never witnessed before. Ew, I'd like to send a special thanks to Herbie Lovebug, the super producer, who produced this album, and it's coming out to you. Yes, it's finished. To you, you, and you. Y'all will love it. Ah, yeah. And a special dedication to the Kango crew for music and art, Slick Rick, Cooley Brown, Omega the Heartbreaker, and Kool Out Ski. I love y'all. Peace. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yo, thank you for downloading, streaming, and sharing the, the, the shows, the Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. I'm eclectic at Tweet Rhymes Life on Twitter, at Encyclopedia Hip Hop Pod on Instagram. We're reviewing albums now. We're reviewing old albums, albums from the 80s, the early 90s. Um, what we're doing is we're going to compare what I thought the album was when it came out to what I think it is now. So, um, a lot of times people want to say something's an instant classic. As soon as it drops, it's a classic. A lot of people want to say that just because something's old, it's a classic. Just because it came out in 85 doesn't mean it's a classic. This means it's old. Uh, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to revisit a lot of albums and and, and rank them and, and rate them. Um, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to rate each song. So, 1 to 5. 1.25, 1.5, 1.75, on and up. And, and what I thought the songs were when they dropped, and what I think the song is now. Listening to it again. So, the way that the uh, rankings go, it goes like this. So, 0 is a skip. Anything between 0 and and one, so if it's 0 0.5, 0 0.2, it's, it's not good. One is poor. Two is subpar. Three is good. Four is great. Five is a classic. So anything in the middle, so if so four is great, five is a classic. If it's a 4.5, it's a classic. Um, then after I'm done raking all of the songs, I'm gonna sum them up, then do an average, and that's how we're gonna figure out what I think the album is. So anything between zero and one is whack. Anything between one and two is poor. Anything between two and three is good. Anything between three and four is great. Anything between four and five is a classic. I hope I don't review anything that's in between the zero and the one. But you never know. It could be an album that I thought was the greatest when I was 10 years old. Now I listen to it now and say, boy, this sucks. It's whack. It could be something that dropped when I was 14 years old and I thought it was whack. And I listen to it now. I just didn't get it. I was too young and I think it's great. Might be a classic. I don't know. So what we're going to do on this episode, you saw it in the title, we're reviewing Dana Dane with Fame. Dana Dane with Fame came out in 1987, obviously, by Dana Dane, Profile Records, the part of Herbie Lovebug's Idol Makers. Shoutouts to the Herbie's, Herbie's Machine. Had nine songs on it. Um, album was only like 36, 38 minutes long. I remember hearing, I think, 
I heard nightmares, I heard nightmares, and then I heard Cinderella. People would have tapes, and we would get tapes from the record stores that would put the latest singles on them. And I remember hearing that. Um, and I knew about the Kango crew, and I knew he was cool with Slick Rick, and that was it. Then the album dropped. I didn't have it. I didn't have any money in 87. My cousin bought it, <laughs> and I dubbed it off of him. Shouts to the dual cassette decks and high-speed dubbing. So that's how I ended up with it. I remember at the time thinking it was legendary. thought it was a great album. So let's see and compare what I thought then to now, song for song. So it starts off with the dedication that you just heard in the beginning of the show. And it's a track on the album, so I have to rate it zero. I don't care. I don't care about that. I didn't need that. So I didn't need it then. Don't need it now. So that's a zero. It averages in. Sorry. The next song, Cinderella. Cinderella Dana Dane. When this dropped, I thought instant classic. Well, okay. I didn't think instant classic. I thought instant. This is a great song and better than a whole bunch of songs because back in the 80s, we didn't call anything classic. Also, because it was the first time for everything. So, <laughs> thought it was a great song. Loved the story. He... Listen, you got to have a story rhyme. If you don't have a story rhyme, I'm not even considering you dope. So not only do you have a story rhyme, the story rhyme has to be dope. And in this case, it is incredible. And it was probably one of the most difficult story rhymes to do because we knew the story. Once upon a time, was the scene. In the project that they call for Green, the little young man, Cinderella's his name. To make it interesting, it's me, Dana Dane. I live in a house with my two stepdad and two stepbrothers who treated me bad. I cook, I clean, I scrub the floors, and I was like an Evan boy running to the Any other time, someone tells a story, I was walking down the street, and then this happened, this happened, anything could happen, we just listening. But we knew the story of Cinderella, and for him to do a perfectly synced up matching hip hop version that rhymed told the story he is a guy and a hip hop it's great it was great I would give it a 5 then as a classic I'm giving it a 5 now That's what it is. The next song, This Be The Death Beat. Now, when this came out, I think because of sequencing uh, how it is on the album coming right after Cinderella, I thought it was a letdown. Um, I remember the video. The video didn't have anything to it. It's like, why did you do a video for This Be The Death Beat and not a video for Cinderella? Like, Again, the story is there. Maybe, you know, it would have looked corny with the budget they probably had in 87. But still, this didn't deserve a video. Even though I did like when um, Clark Kent scratching, stop scratching, 
opened up his uh, jacket, had the Superman shirt on. It's kind of dope. That was the first time I ever heard of DJ Clark Kent, age seven. So now you just think sneakers. So at the time, I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm remembering how I felt when I first heard it. 2.75. Whatever, it's fair. Um, Now, listening to it, I got a better appreciation for it. I got a better appreciation for the lyrics and what he's doing. So I would give it a 87, 86, 87, you didn't get women singing on on hooks, on choruses, or hip-hop songs. It wasn't it wasn't really a thing. I mean, you would get some TJ Swan and um, that's a guy, and that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> you want to count the girls singing um, basketball. On Curtis Blow and If I Rode the World, but what I'm saying is it was it didn't happen a lot. So this being the title track, got the girls singing. I loved it. Um, he was telling a story. He was telling us about himself, telling us a story. A little problematic in there with the Chinese girl, but. I loved it. At the time, five. Classic. Listening to it now, I still love the song. Still one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, if not my favorite song on the album. So I'm giving it a four. I'm giving it a four now. Five when it came out because it's like you almost never heard anything like that before. Four now because, I mean, things have changed, but still got to give props to some of the early joints and I still love it now so then we go to Delancey Street Delancey Street another story right he gave us a lot of stories on this album that's another reason why I love it so much um at the time though Delancey Street was it wasn't as um um big as Cinderella and and Dana Dane with fame was fun. Delancey Street was, I mean, he he went shopping, got robbed, three girls stuck him up, found out it was who he was, and then they wanted to be with him, started fighting. That's pretty much it. But it's great. Shot 
The other thing great about this, so a lot of people, I remember when Biggs, I Got a Story to Tell came out. When at the end of the song, he starts telling people the story. So, you know, he's he's recapping the story to his friends. And people are like, oh man, that's great. Who would ever think about doing something like that? I'll tell you who, Dana Dane, because he did it in 1987 on Delancey Street. He went through the whole story after after it was over. He met up with his fellas and told them the whole story while the beat was going. This is, this is why you have to know your hip-hop history before you say something stupid. But anyway, um, at the time, I was like, okay, it's a, it's a cool song. Um, I give it a three. I gave it a three then. Um, now, and being way more mature and understanding how he put these words together and how the narrative went, 3.75. It's a lot better than I thought it was. So we're going with 3.75. After that song, we got We Wanna Party. And I remember distinctly not liking We Wanna Party when it came out. Worst song on the album. I really, I really rather listen to Dedication. <laughs> almost, almost. Um, I just, I just, it was too happy for me. Um, this is when Herbie was giving us a little bit of the go-go stuff, but he didn't do it nearly as well as he did on Hot Cool and Vicious. I like, I like some of the lyrics, um, but ultimately, we want a party. One point five. I mean, it's not a skip. It's not something I'm just going to skip and say I don't want to hear it. But I'm just going to get through it so I can get to the next song. Um, then 1.5 now. Not much better. I appreciate the effort a little bit more, so I give it a 2. But, yeah, that's about it. I hope I don't run into many skips on these album reviews when I do because I know people are going to be upset. The next song after I um, uh, labored through We Want a Party is Nightmares. Nightmares is a street classic. When it came out, that was the song. Um, Anita the Beast, Dr. Slumber. Dana Dang, he had a video for it. It wasn't great, so I kind of understand um, why maybe the Cinderella didn't happen. But listen, when it came out, everyone loved the song. It was playing in the, in the, in the car, it was playing on the boxes. Um, 4.5. 4.5. Then, when it dropped, 4.5. Almost a classic. 
I'm, I'm, I'm rating these on what I thought they were when they dropped. Now, listening to it again, it's still a cool song, but it's not something that I would want to play all the time or crank up all the time. Um, if I haven't heard it for a while, yes, but um, three, uh, 3.75, I give it now. I like Delancey Street a little bit more, but they're on par with each other. So 3.75. Um, looking at it, I probably should have gave Delancey Street a four, but I'm sticking with what I what I thought in the uh, beginning. After this, you keep the groove. So when Keep the Groove So We Can Dance came out, or when I heard it on the album, Eh, I thought of it like uh, We Want a Party. It was somewhere in between We Want a Party and This Be the Death Beat. It was like filler to me. And especially since I like the last song. This is the second to the last song. So especially since I like the last song so much, it was like, hurry up, get to it. I don't, you know. So at the time, 2.5. 2.5 for Keep the Groove. Now listening to it, I really like this song. It's like one of Probably top three, top four on the album. I really like it. I don't know. It's, it, I, my mind matured. Um, I got a better appreciation for it. Uh, maybe it's because it's less gimmicky. Nightmares has a gimmick. Cinderella has a gimmick. Um, then the dang with fame, kinda. So, but this is just a this is just a song. So now I'll give it a three point two five. Last song, last song on uh, the album is Love at First Sight. And again, got women singing on the hook. Um, this is, you know, the, the, the love song. We coming from LL doing love songs, Shan doing love songs. Um, Slick Rick had Teenage Love, you know, the following year. So love songs was, was if done well, were great. They weren't necessarily street hits, but people loved them on the album. And I love this song. That's another story. Um, and this this story is relevant. This day relevant to now. Uh, incredible song. 4.75 is what I'm going to give that then. Now, listening to it, I still love it. 4.5 because it's not as new and fresh as it was then so I'll take a little bit off of it 
but it's still a great song. 4.5. I'm going to listen to that song again. Man, let's, let's play a little bit. summation the then score adding up all of the numbers and then dividing by nine because it's nine tracks we get a 3.22 and if we go by what i said earlier anything above a three but less than a four is great so, according to my rankings of what I thought when it came out, it's a great album. Now, I I don't disagree. You gotta understand, we never called anything a classic in the 80s. It wasn't a thing. So, adding up the numbers of what I think now and dividing by nine, I get 3.27. So, <laughs> slightly more. I liked it. I like it more now, but um, it's a great album. So just because it came out in '87 and it's Dana Dane and it has Cinderella on it and it has Nightmares on it, doesn't mean it's a classic album to me. But because it has Cinderella and Dana Dane with Fame and Nightmares and, and Delancey Street and Love at First Sight, it's a great album. So that's how we're going to do a lot of the albums coming up on these episodes. If you like this, let me know. If you don't, let me know, because then maybe I won't do all these albums. <laughs> also, if you have a request for an album, let me know. Um, I'll do it. But the album has to come out in the 80s or the early 90s. Don't get me to pimp a butterfly because I can tell you right now. So listen, in the meantime, <laughs> in between time, we out. Stay away from Anita the Beast. Hip hop. Telephone and put the phone girl to work on it. This girl they call me Tom Susan Bonnie. She said, Hello, is this the guy's name over? I said, Your baby doll said, Won't you come on over? She said, Not right now, I just got out the shower. Let me check you out another half an hour. Child flew past and I was still in board. I heard the knock, knock, knock on my front door. Open up the door, guess who was there? A light skinned girly with jet black hair. I said, Hey, baby doll, you're right on time. Come on in. Yeah, she's all.
started talking Japanese. I'm Dana Dana, I'm doing my own thing. I'm Dana Dana, yes, I'm doing my own thing. Rocking 